All right, world, welcome back to another edition of the Underground and Black Times Resident Advisor Exchange. Uh, this is Ash Lauren, and I have the pleasure of sitting in the studio today with uh, Wajid. What up, though? What's up, Wajid? How are you? I'm well. How are you, Ash? I'm good, good. Glad to uh, be back in Detroit. Yeah, sun is you. shining. Yeah, um, it's strange, right? You know. Yeah, we, this is actually kind of great. People are like out and about. So downtown Detroit. This is a uh, you know, this is a, a fun uh, science experiment that we're watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Detroit, I guess we can just start off a little bit about that. Um, what are your like current opinions on the state of Detroit right now? As uh, are you a lifelong resident or lifelong resident? Um, I've been I'm, I, I lived in New York for almost a, a decade, and uh, I spent most of my time in Brooklyn. And then um, yeah, the, actually being in uh, uh, New York made me um, a better Detroiter, I would say, because I started to miss ghetto tech. I started to miss you know what I mean, like the techno and you know like and all the things that are our um exports I would say I started to appreciate them on another level when once you I, left what I left oh yeah yeah, yeah. I can. I'm sure you, I'm sure you can yeah. identify <laughs> I can relate with that hardcore because when I lived here I was like fuck Detroit I'm leaving <laughs> I'm done with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me get me out of here <laughs> but that was also um in like 2005 so okay. I mean Detroit was obviously in a different state then sure um, but how do you feel about the city now? Like how, you know, all the revitalization and whatnot? I, th- I think it's interesting. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, I, 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 I hate, the, I hate the fact that, um, what, what most people would consider growth be at the expense of the natives. Yeah. But, you know, like, um, you know, I look at, sometimes I look at Detroit, like, you know, like, uh, like your partner that you might be with, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you forget the value of your partner when somebody else starts hitting on them in a club. Yeah, right. You know I mean? <laughs> You're like, and you actually might be cute. Yeah, like, yo, like, you know, I forgot that you, <laughs> right. I forgot that you was fine. You know what right. I'm saying? So it's like, you know what I mean? And I forgot that you had, you know, all of this value that I can't get other places. Exactly. And so, so Detroit is very much that, you know. Um, but just in terms of how I feel about it, you know, I have, I have mixed feelings. Some days, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited to be able to go up the street and get a great coffee, you know, and then other days, you know what I'm saying, like I'm totally disgusted by, you know what I'm saying, people from the burbs putting Detroit on their record labels, you know what I'm saying, to exploit my city and my people. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's complicated, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, luckily I have music to be able to, I have my own music to be able to express those thoughts inside of, but, um, yeah, it's complicated. I mean, do you think you'll remain in Detroit? You said you left and you were in New York. Um, at this point, do you kind of see yourself here for the foreseeable future? Or um, that's that's tough to say. You know, I mean, I'm a property owner. You know, what I'm saying I'm a proud native. Um, I do feel a huge level of responsibility to be here and you know uh, inspire those who don't see people that look like me. But just in terms of being, you know, like a, a a worldly person, you know what I'm saying, a person that has had the privilege to be able to travel for the last 20 years, I, I can't really say. You know, I will say that now at this very moment it's a good fit. It's the best fit on the planet for me right now. You know, no no place feels like home, as Dorothy would say. Right. <laughs> I think also, um, like speaking about home, you can kind of appreciate your home more. I mean, I guess kind of like we said, when you 
go other places or True. even just traveling because there's kind of nothing like your home base. And, True. you know, you can even travel the world and people think it's so amazing. But I think sometimes the most amazing thing is just being home because it's comfortable. It's where you're from. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know some shady areas if I'm in Lisbon, you know, Portugal. Yeah. But, you know, like it's something about that Detroit spidey sense that applies across the board. You know, it's that feeling of like when something is not right and, you know, it's, it's something that it's the best gift that the ghetto could give you. It's street smart. That's what you're it like, is. You're like, look, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you know, people you know be like, saying? oh, you're going so-and-so. Make sure you good. <laughs> it's like, like nah. we've been navigating in the D, nigga. We like, good. <laughs> yo, like, I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, if anything, if somebody pops some shit off, it's going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm the worst thing in the building. So, uh, <laughs> so, you, so you good. Um, so, I mean, to speak on that a little bit, you're from Conan Gardens. Um, yep. That's East Side, right? Yep, East Side. So, would you, I mean, I was born in Detroit. I grew up in Rochester Hills, but my family are West Siders. So, I guess me growing uh, up, we, we look at the East Side like, y'all are like, about <laughs> like, it was hood. Like, East it Siders was rough. Like, I didn't really know a lot of yeah. East Side like people. So you're from Rochester? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yep. So uh, respect. Your parents your parents changed them zeros quick. Yeah, they um you know, my parents are from the city of Detroit and um, you know, they got went to college, got good jobs and Understood. whatever, moved us out to the suburbs. Um low low insurance on the yeah, cars. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Um but they definitely made sure we were I mean, it's obviously not that far. Spend a lot of time in the city just so we're not all the way like suburbanite. Understood. Um, uh, but how was it for you growing up on the east side of Detroit? Um, do you think there's misconceptions about that side of town? Or Totally. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, like, I mean, we can sip wine and, you know, talk about, you know, like art that's inside of the Louvre like anybody else. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? But, I mean, at the same time, it is, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's real. Yeah. It's real over there. You know, I came up in a time that was extremely complicated um, for black people in all over the United States, you know, in terms of the 80s, yeah, you know, so... Um, it wasn't just a Detroit thing. It was not a, just a Detroit thing. Crack cocaine destroyed, I mean, it was, you know, you can easily say that uh, it, was the, it was the genocide of our people at that moment. Yeah. So, you know, so I came up, I, I was about 10 or 11 about the time that the epidemic hit, and um, I watched it destroy not just my community, but my home. You know, like all my personal relationships. So, yeah, I came up in a time that was very complicated. So, asking me if, if that, I'm, a, I'm a little biased, <laughs> it just in terms of, you know what I'm saying, like uh, how I see the East Side. But I think, I think this was just, I think this happened all over the United States. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was any different in Compton or, or, or in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it was much different, my experience at that particular time okay. in the world. Growing up, you know, in Detroit on the east side, you know, obviously you got into music um, at a young age. Um, like, what are your early memories um, of music? Was it through, I mean, through most people, it's usually like a, a sibling or their parents yeah. or yeah, grandma, that's, you know. <laughs> that's exactly what mine was. Mine was my dad um, smoking the stuff that really smelled amazing <laughs> and um, the blue lights of his stereo reflecting and uh me being deeply terrified by the sounds of parliament. Mm. 
No. <laughs> You're like, what are they talking about? <laughs> what is the, what <laughs> are these, I'm about to get on the spaceship. <laughs> what are these demonic voices, you know what I'm saying, that's coming in on the left side of the speaker, you know, and little little did I know I was, you know, was getting a little contact high from what was going on. So, you know, my experience was the same as my dad's. But yeah, and, and particularly jazz, you know. Um yeah, so it was like uh and craft work, just just all over the board, you know. I think I think that good stuff that he was smoking makes you kind of think in that space you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like there's no yeah. no boundaries yeah yeah i know a little bit about that <laughs> 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 so um all right so i mean how did your whole like musical journey begin like i feel like that's such a cliche question um but obviously everyone may not know um we know your roots were obviously in hip-hop first um yeah. so when did you start getting into dj and production like around what age were you um i must have been about about t- 12 or 13. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the the great thing about my dad's record collection and all this really bizarre stuff, uh, what I looked at as being bizarre at the time, all the records that he was collecting, um, I inherited those records. Nice. So um, a lot of that stuff I was always listening to. So the, I, I was a DJ before production or anything. So you are a DJ first? First. Cool. Yeah, I was Slum Village's first DJ. So, um, I mean, luckily, I mean, th- and that's kind of part of the story is, is how these really eclectic records and this kind of uh, a different perspective in terms of music and just seeing the world um, made me different in my hood. Yeah. And um, my brother was a gangster, so I was protected. You know what I'm saying? I could very easily be the weird kid, you know what I'm saying, that could go grab the straps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If something. They knew who out. your brother was. They're right. like, yeah, so he like, good. Yo, Leave like, him yo, yo, let him. Let him roll, man. Yeah. Just let him do what he's doing with his hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, let yeah. him wear them bright clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's let him have it. And uh, But luckily, I was able to connect with another team of weirdos that lived inside of my neighborhood, which my closest my closest friend at the time was Batan, rest in peace. Um, he lived directly around the corner. So we kind of moved in kind of this kind of like hip-hop, hippie kind of thing together. And then we eventually connected with T3 and QD, and then Dilla was a part of that fold as well. So that's how we eventually formed Slum Village. Almost, almost as a pact and a way of um it was almost like a refuge it was it it served as a musical group but first it served as an opportunity to create protection inside of our neighborhood against all the craziness that was happening because you guys weren't necessarily involved in that like you do you think you guys kind of connected because you were kind of on the avant-garde like artsy or as you say weirdo to be fair we dabbled you know yeah. what I'm saying? We dabbled. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, it started, a lot of these ideas kind of um, started sticking together. They started to compress in Aunt Phyllis' basement. Okay. You know, like, it, he lived directly across the street from the school that we were skipping from. Persian <laughs> High School. Dope, dope, dope boys, what up, though? And, <laughs> Wait, um, what school is it? Uh, Persian. Oh, Persian, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, dope boys. So, uh, so we would skip school across the street in Amp's basement where he would kind of teach us how to about production and you know just the idea I mean he was another weirdo in the neighborhood and I say that he was kind of giving y'all the knowledge he was giving us the he was giving us the rope you know what I'm saying you know to 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 be some of the first crabs that got out of the barrel yeah really you know what I'm saying like he gave us he gave us the I mean 
it's you know it's always this thing where it's just like somebody's gonna give you something you know and when you coming up as a youngster it's just a question is what they're giving you enough for you to not just survive the moment is it is it going to destroy you is it going to survive you for the moment or is it going to survive you or give you the, the tools to survive for the rest of your life yeah. so he gave us the tools that allowed us to survive for the rest of our lives that's so amazing. that's important <laughs> big time right um, you know what i mean that so that's why my og like you know what i'm saying i mean amp is more than an og he's like an older brother do you think, um, I mean, because I feel like I hear a lot of stories like that from people who are kind of like my age and above. But I wonder, like, for the youth now, like, I don't know, I feel like we need more mentorship. You know, it seems like it's, I mean, it's just so important to be, like you said, just someone to show you the ropes and be like, oh, this is cool. Or, you know, put you on music, you know, sure. teach you how to use some type of equipment or something. Um I just feel like we need more of that. I'm starting to see it pop up, but especially in the black community in terms of dance music, like I feel like there is somewhat of a disconnect in my opinion. Um, yeah, so I, I am grateful to see situations like that. I mean, one I can say I've seen firsthand is like uh, with Kai Alse and Stefan, you know, yeah. Kai is like the OG, OG to all of us in Atlanta. Um, and even me, I don't produce, but if I just want to go over there and the, hey, uh, people walking by. Um, if I just want to go over there and like play records and just sure. like hear cool stories, you know, he's always like so accessible. Yeah. Um, and such an open book. So um, we I do know, we do need more of that. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you, and you know, it's, it's not an it's not enough of that. You know, what I'm saying if you see it, you can be it. Yeah. And that's what Amp offered us, you know, but, you know, like. And look at you now. You know what I mean? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It now, wasn't in vain. Yo, like, I'm in a position now, like, bro, you can sit down. Like, I, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, what you need. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, and, you know, I mean, Amp is not one of the, uh, I mean, Amp is not just, you know, all that same level of, uh, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, teachers, school, like, kind of relationship to, like, uh, guys like Mike Banks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mike Banks is my OG, you know what I'm saying? And helped me understand, like, yo, like, I don't have to give it up in order to get in, you know? But, you know, and, and it's funny how all of this relates to, you know what I'm saying, this genocide of, of crack cocaine and drugs and guns that's being placed inside of our communities because my generation was the first generation where um, the black man was removed from the home. So ultimately, you know what I'm saying, this relationship and this separation that you're talking about is, is a direct result of men not being in the home to be able to carry on the tradition, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like, I didn't have nobody, so why am I trying yo, to be out here helping? Like, yo, so they like, don't even yo, know what that is. Real yeah. talk, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like a lot, of, a, a lot of the younger guys that I try to sit down with, you know what I'm saying, it's like, you know what I'm saying, like they, it, I feel a resistance because they ain't never been really in a position to kind of deal with somebody that don't want something from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So somebody like that skeptical just, or yo, something. Like, yo, yeah. like, yo, my father failed me, you know what I'm saying? So who are you? You yeah. know what I'm saying? What are you prepared to offer me? So, you know, there's a lot of healing and a lot of uh, things that directly connect to all of this, this big circle of... of it's a bigger picture. It's a bigger yeah. picture, absolutely. There's, there's levels to this shit. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like our, our, our women, you know, y'all held us down. Yeah. Without y'all, man, we would have disappeared. You know what I mean? So. Hey, you see the shirt? Yo, I see the shirt. <laughs> <Black>. <laughs> but, oh, I was like, oh, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make it clear for those right. who can't see. It says 
black women are not your enemy. And that's a fact. Absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, I mean, I know you're deep into the production thing right now. Um, like, what what inspired you to get into production? Was that that whole era of hanging out with Amp and, you know? Yeah, you know what? I mean, I always, you know, like, my, my I guess my hood trauma always has kind of taught me consciously and unconsciously that, you know, the brightest candles is the first one to burn out. You know, the people that's always in the front, you know what I'm saying? Like the person that's always in the front of the group is always the biggest target. So I guess in, I internalize that in a way where it's just like, I want to be a part of this, but I don't necessarily want or need to be in front. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you mean a target? Like people hating on you or just trying to come at you sideways? Always. Judge you? Okay. All of that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but you know, it's like, you know, in, in my hood, like the biggest dope boys, the ones that was the brightest, was always the first to get murked. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, of course. So, you know, in, 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 in terms of a group, it's almost the same scenario as well. You know what I'm saying? Because those are the dudes with the with the charges. Those are the dudes that got to, you know what I'm saying, order. Even women, you know what I'm saying, that have to, they, they take the bullets first. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I guess I internalized that in a way. It was just like, I want to be a part of this, but. Um, also, you know what I'm saying, I don't need that level of attention, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I'm not... you just love the music or love the art of it. It's, it's, it's really, yeah, that's, that's, that's first and foremost, you know what I'm saying, and, and not the scene that surrounds it so much, you know. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I fell in love with production after I saw the first results of what I did on the drum machine, you know. Okay. So, um, and... I guess production was kind of like my second love because art was my first. Just as a whole, and when you say art, do you just mean like how you're saying you're doing photography, yeah, uh, DJing? I mean, painting. I, I mean, art I, can be considered a lot of like. I mean, yeah. I'm, at, at heart, I'm a painter. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. so it's like you know, like I, I won a scholarship to be able to go to school for it, painting and designing and making jewelry and all of that. You know, I made some of Dilla's first jewelry. You know, what I'm saying. And so, so you know, all around, just a creative, I guess. Yeah. You know, and then music was probably the biggest challenge. So, of course, that's the one that I put all of my energy in. So, yeah, I was actually just reading. Um, so you you ended up dropping out of school like your third year, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm like, damn, you could have did no. it. it was all, be like me. I dropped out the first year. So well, you like, know what? That's my mom. My mom said that too. So like, you going to go, you going to drop out of school to run around the world with your friends? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So no regrets, basically. Hell no. Yeah. No regrets whatsoever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, a lot of my friends that, you know, went to school. You're probably you know, doing way better than yo, that. Like, <laughs> yo, like, yo, I could I could give them a job. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, so, you know, it's like, you know, you gotta you gotta uh you gotta feed your need first. You know what I mean? That's that that's you know, if nothing else, I learned that you just gotta trust that gut yeah. and and do what feels right. And um, what kind of led me on the road was there were some problems inside of Slum Village, the same problems that would eventually break the group up. And Dilla asked me, he was like, look, man, like, you're the one that's charismatic in the group. You keep everybody together. You know, I would love for you to come on the road with us to, you know, like, help hold the ship down. And um, I was like, man, hell yeah, I'll go. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> you don't have to ask me twice. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I dropped out or I kind of left school and just 
after being on the road, I just never returned. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see, you can't see what I saw, and then undo that. Exactly. It's hard to go back, especially once you're kind of already doing your own thing. You had a you similar know? situation, right? Where it's yeah. just like like yeah. you touring and doing your thing, and then needing to go to work, and it's yeah. like, what am I doing here? And. Um, yeah, just, I mean, being in that environment, you know, the whole nine to five thing. Um, I mean, sometimes I feel bad speaking about it because I know most people, that's what they do. For sure. Um, so no disrespect. No. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to take care of your family Absolutely. or yourself or, you know, whatever may have you. Um, but I do also realize, like, as someone who considers them a creative or a free spirit, um, it's... Yeah, like I feel like being in that environment can kind of limit you, you know. And from what I realized, a lot of the people I worked with, um, they were just comfortable. Yep. You know, I coworkers, you know, I was in that department like a year. There's people who've been in the same job for 30 years. We'll talk. Um, and it's not like it's really their passion because sure. no one is in a, in the in the cubicle saying this is my passion. They're <laughs> yeah. just saying oh, I was born to be. Yeah, in this cubicle. they're like, yeah. oh, the benefits are good or whatever. But you know, yeah. the, we would have mixers where we were trying to get to know the team, and people would have uh, would struggle to say what their hobbies even were. Mm. So it's like your whole existence kind of just becomes this job, this whole security net. Um, and I just can't fuck with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I I definitely. Um, yeah. Definitely believe in, especially, I, I wouldn't say, okay, if you don't have anything lined up or any plan, I think that's like being a little extra. But For sure. if you have a plan like you, you were about to go on tour, you had something lined up, you had talent, you had skill. Yep. You know, I think anyone in that position, I would definitely say go for it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you never know. Um, and what I'm realizing also is once you kind of put yourself in that creative space just to like do what you want, more ideas start flowing. You know, Absolutely. the inspiration yep. is there because you're yep. like, it's just me now. I don't got this corporation yep. paying me or, you know, or the benefits to fall back on. You I got to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah it's, like a, it's like a gut instinct that kind of happens that okay. puts you in a position of, of what they call it, uh, fight or flee. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. Um, yeah, so I mean, no disrespect to people that had that Yeah, had jobs, exactly. You know I always want to like, make that clear. Everybody, like, I get every, it. Yo, respect. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Somebody's got to do it. And it's not like this thing that we do is not work. Let's be clear about it, you know what I'm saying? And and I know I know you can add on. This is not a vacation Mm-mm. whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that, you know, like by not being in front of the group that I would take less hits. But it, turn, it comes to find out that the job is being in a position to take those hits. Yeah. That's the job. The job is, you know what I'm saying, like being in a spot where no most people couldn't imagine the level of critics that we have, you know what I'm saying, hate and love, which I both watch which I see both as the same in terms of this business, you know what I'm saying? Like the you know, because nobody's gonna beat you down for your opinion at the cubicle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The world is not going to attack you, you know what I'm saying, and have an opinion about who you are and what you are and what you're about, you know what I'm saying, from the cubicle. Yeah. People like us are in those positions to take the hits from the people at the cubicle. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? The people that take a lunch break and see what's going on on yeah, like, Instagram. Oh, well, let's like go. Yo, and, then, and then concoct an opinion and throw something out there, you know what I'm saying, that's harmful, that's something that we got to go to bed with. So it's like, you know, a little did I know, it's, you know, it's like there's no hiding in this business. The, the level of responsibility that we have to take for the things that we say and the things that we 
um, on up to, it it doesn't go away. Yeah, especially um, just with the internet. You know, like the, everything is so public now. You know, yep. you you yeah. really have to be careful. I mean, yeah, I've even been in positions where I maybe said something on Twitter and it was just in a moment, you're not really thinking sure, about yeah. the repercussions, but you're like, damn, motherfuckers is really out here lurking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. They're really paying attention. And like, like you said, when you're in a position, you know, of influence or an artist or sure. whatever, you know, it's like you're that much more like, available for people to just you know come at you it's like they're waiting they're waiting waiting. they're waiting to cancel you (laughs) this is this is this is is the fine line that you walk that you walk on as a person in in these positions you know and it's a coveted position you know i'm saying but also it's a very complicated one as well there are great days that come with it and there are also days days that you don't want to look at your phone or answer your email so so, so those people in those cubicles that are thinking about quitting their job, want to put the put that put that battery in your back and smoke on that. You know what I'm saying? Before, <laughs> yeah. you, before you jump off, weigh the cliff. it out first, right? Before <laughs> you jump off the cliff, make make a make a wise decision. Um. So, I mean, what would you say would be your favorite thing um, about being a creative or an artist? Um, like, what are the plus plus sides to it? Well, for you? um, I enjoy all of it to some degree. You know, they all they all have they all have pros and cons, you know. But I was um a couple of years ago I was in LA um with Black Milk and he summed it up in a way that I couldn't I couldn't put words to. I was just floored by what he said. What he said was the safest place in the world for me is in between my two speakers. Mm. And I can identify with that on the highest level. The, the genesis of the ideas that you create, that's the best space to be in in terms of a person like myself who's a producer, DJ. And um, because it's, it all starts from there. That's the core of all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that connection between you and your ancestors, you know what I'm saying? Like there are days that I go down and I, I sit down and I set up everything to work and it's almost like, a blink, and then something's in front of me. That if I wasn't the only person in the room, I wouldn't have known how it materialized. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of the being able to be in that space. You know what I'm saying? If you're true to it, you know what I mean? To be able to create. To be able to create and just make, you know what I'm saying? It's magic. It really is magic, you know what I'm saying? Especially when, when you're able to remove yourself from the process, you know what I'm saying, and just be... Just one with the music. Just the vehicle for your ancestors, you know what I'm saying? Like, for them to be able to really come through and and communicate what needs to be said. And, yo, like, I didn't have nothing to do with that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So you think it's bigger than you? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's some things in the universe going on. That's an understatement, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, you know, it's like part part of the goal is to, you know what I'm saying, like, is to be the voiced to be your ancestor's dream, you know what I'm saying? For us to be in a position where we can say and manifest the things that they would have us do that they're not in a position to do. So, you know, like with that, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't no joke, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yo, you don't, you don't play with that, you know real. what I'm saying? That's a, real, that's a real responsibility, you know what I'm saying? And then ultimately you got a responsibility to the people that buy your products as well, you know what I'm saying? I also feel like that, yo, like I can't, if I'm gonna ask you to pay for it, 
or even take the time out of your day to listen to what I'm doing, I got to muster up the best that I can give to you at this time. Yeah. I got to give you my 500 percent. You know what I'm saying? So would you say that um, in terms of your work ethic, um, are you a 500 percent type of guy? Or? <sighs> That's I think I think that's another statement as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated. <laughs> I was saying because you be I was I'm like, dedicated. man, this gotta be working. Like you're in the studio, it's like submerged, six a.m. You're like in there going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, okay. Yo, um, but but that's this cool. Morning, this morning, five a.m., six a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had like a you had one of those nights last. Night. I, I don't have on these sunglasses to try to look oh, okay. cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm really trying to trying yeah. to trying to trying to uh, monitor this sun that's coming here. But I will say that you know what I'm saying like. Um, at this level, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like we are, people like us are like professional athletes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what you put into your body or what you put into your your diet in terms of your mind and what, you, what you're reading and who you're around directly affects what you manifest. And then ultimately, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I couldn't imagine that how I think is probably any different than how Kobe would have thought. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I need to do in order for this a greater level of mastery inside of what I'm doing? Exactly. Yeah. And what do I need to do to get there? And I definitely agree, just like you said. I mean, it's kind of like a duty to your ancestors, um, but it's also, to me, it's like a duty for those who come after us. Mm. You know what I mean? Um Word. Like we said, there's not a lot of YGs in the world, um, Ash Lawrence, for that matter. Yeah, for sure. So um, it is important because, I mean, I, I think we're positive figures, and I think in the black community, um, we need more of that, especially sure. being in the realm of electronic music. Um, Absolutely. I used to not really uh, think about race as much when it came to dance music. I think just maybe because I was younger and yeah. I wasn't as aware. For um, sure. But once I started DJing and just becoming aware, and <sighs> we're also living in the Trump era. You know, it there's changed everything, right? so many things. Yeah, my way of you know just my motivation in life is is so different. Um, but I think we do kind of have a duty just to like to be the best we can be. For sure. You know, I know that sounds like typical and cheesy but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I mean, you you realize it's not though, a party yeah and then you realize how the small things you do actually do affect people you know i'm sure you've gotten an email or a message from someone just saying how much you, you inspire them or yeah. how one thing you said or did you know help them change their life and yeah. that's when you realize like yo this shit is bigger than me this is no joke you know what i'm saying and and also what you realize in addition to what you said is that you know it's like the, the the core of this job is a job of service. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you think that you, you know, that, you know, you're going out there and you're playing those records. You're not playing those records for you. Yeah. you playing those jobs. you playing those records for um, the people that want to forget about how they had a shitty week. Exactly. Or you playing for those those people, you know that what I'm saying? That were in that cubicle all week. That down in that cubicle all oh week. God. You know what I mean? Like, yo, let me get, get let me get out of here. Let me feel better about what's going on. But And then you also playing for those people that don't have a community. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. people that have been, you know what I'm saying, beat up and, you know, kicked out and they don't feel like they're a part of anything. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like um, the job is, I won't, I won't say job, but the, the responsibility is greater than yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's greater than um, Of course. It's greater than, you know, just 
a couple drinks and you know what I'm saying some drugs and you know what I'm saying like everybody go home. It's like we part we're part of a community. Yeah, that you're is, telling um, a story also, you know. If you're good at sense. it, yeah. yeah. Yep. Right? I don't know about everybody, but <laughs> I, I am. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> Ditto, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's um, you know, I don't mean to make it all heavy, you know. Yeah, I mean? no, I mean, no, but, it's you know, cool. Just live, live your, speak your truth. For sure, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't want people out there to be thinking, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, you know, it's. Like I got the responsibility. Yo, man, I got, I got, I got, freaking out. You know, man, I got you know, I, I can't DJ tonight because I don't feel responsible. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. I don't want to fail my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. So your name Wajid means um, finder or seeker. Revealer, yeah. Uh, right. Or revealer. Same. <laughs> um, does. Does that play a role into your existence at all? Like knowing that your name is that, or yeah, my my full <laughs> my full given name is Elazim Wajid Abdullah. Okay. Uh, the mighty revealer, humble servant of the Most High. Damn. Okay. It's a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basic as hell. My no, name. No, you good. You good. good. But you know, it's like so with the attribute that was given to me. You know, what I'm saying it's like. I always had the ability to kind of see things before they happen. Mm. And uh, even as a kid, you know what I'm saying, I would tell my father, like, Daddy, you know, like, my, my we, I started working in my father's truck when I was about eight or nine. And I, would, I remember there was one time that I told him, don't drive down our street. And I was so convincing that I managed to make him believe, like, okay, I shouldn't drive down this street. Like something was about to go down. Yeah. And sure enough, you know what I'm saying, we were at home later on the news that day, and there was an explosion on that street about the time that we were driving. Wow. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's like I've had many situations like that in my life where it's just like um, I've, I've, I've been given the ability to see things before they happen. And... And it also explains uh, my transitions in music as well. You know what I'm saying? From me going from, you know, a person that was primarily making hip-hop to whatever I was making in between that and to dance music at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been able to see things um, before before they manifest. Okay. So I was given that name by an elder in my community, and uh, I would say he did all right. He did a pretty good job in terms of. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, it worked out. You're like, like, I'm, yo, seeing thanks, stuff. I'm seeing stuff that I don't want to see. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, let me know if you see anything I negative. Do. Let I, me know if no, I no, no, but go you, down it's, no, no, but you know, it's not all negative. <laughs> a lot of it's good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and actually, most of it is good. You know what I mean? And uh, but we'll talk later. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So you did speak on the transition a little bit, um, and I'm sure you get this question often, um, but you were a hip-hop guy. You know, your roots are uh, Slum Village, you know, official DJ. How did you get into dance music? Um, like, when were you, like, I guess properly well-versed, like, oh, techno started in Detroit. This is the yeah. culture of my city, and how did you get an interest? In you know, I was introduced uh, to techno um, and actually, it's, it's, it's oddly, it's the, uh, it's the basis of my new LP. Um, my new LP is called Memoirs of High-Tech Jazz. Mm. And um, my first memories of high-tech jazz was my father driving me to school down 75 Freeway South. And we would listen to Timeline that was made by Mad Mike Banks. Yeah. 
classic historical Everyone, Detroit yeah, song. If you're with, from oh, here, you know that song. You, you know heard, that song yeah. like you know the the back of your own hand. Sped up, of course, though, because they didn't play it slow on the radio. I never knew not. that. Till they did way not. Later. We, we didn't know that. <laughs> we only you know, knew the JIT version. Right. The, the 140, the, one, the 150 version. Yeah, yeah. BPMs. But <laughs> my introduction, like most people's introduction who are from Detroit, um, to high-tech jazz or even jazz was that song. This genre was made by Matt Mike Banks from Underground Resistance. And uh, they made Timeline. They made Galaxy to Galaxy. They made... a I think it was three or four. I think he told me it was four albums that were considered to be high-tech jazz. Inside of high-tech jazz, as you know, uh, is everything. Yeah. It's jit music. It's it's techno. It's 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 uh, it's soulful. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 jazz. It's it's all of these things. So um, I guess to answer your question is that I've always kind of been a student of the bastard styles of music like that yeah. you know the ones that don't the, the styles that don't have an origin or a father and i think my first manifestation of that is when i did a track called tron uh i made tron man i can't even remember i think it was it was on my first lp that i put out on my label which was probably about the time that you left detroit okay. the mid mid <laughs> mid 2000s yeah. yeah so uh that was my first effort to kind of connect these bridges and I mean, and what made you want to do that? Just just kind of being around it, and you're like, hey, let me try something. Let's try something else. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, I get bored really quickly, yeah. and um, but more importantly, um, it was something that I felt that was pushing my hand to the, to be a person that was a connector that connect these bridging those gaps, bridging the gaps. You know what I'm saying? As my father would say, putting some paint where it ain't. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I always felt like a greater need to, like, I mean, music is not, music is, is sound design, right? So it's like, what are you, what are you going to make that's not there? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like, it's, a, it's enough to, it's easy to copy and paste. But what are you going to create that actually is the next genre or something that connects genres together or something that is the, the the seed to create something that will grow and become something else. So I've always had that term that type of perspective in terms of So you never wanted to be music. just one way. Never. Yeah. Never. You know what I'm saying? Even at the at the expense of my career. You know what I mean? Like a lot of a lot of guys I know that are still making hip hop, you know what I'm saying? They got a whole lot more money than me. You know what I'm saying? But in my opinion, I feel like, you know, like what they doing is fucking stagnant. You know what I'm saying? And it has it hasn't had any growth within the last ten years. You know, if we come to this planet, you know what I mean? Like, we should we should graduate from baby food. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of them motherfuckers are still making baby food. Yeah. You know what I mean? So no. do you think they're just comfortable because they're making the money? And do, do you think it's just not like innovative anymore? Or? I think I think that people, you know, sometimes you know, like when when they treat this when they take when they take this responsibility of of making music and they start thinking about, you know, like they want their children to go to private schools and they want, you know, lower insurance and they want to move out of the city and, you know what I'm saying, like they want their girlfriend to have Gucci belts and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know no, I mean? I'm, I'm talking shit, but it ain't no disrespect, but it is at the same time. It's just like when people kind of normalize 
when eccentric people become normalized, they start making normalized decisions. And then the first thing that um, suffers is the music. Yeah, the actual art. The actual art itself. The things that the thing that you will put on this planet to do is is the thing that suffers the most. So you know, and you know, I, I you know, I mean, I I can't knock the hustle, man. I mean, you know, what I'm saying like, Gucci belts is cool, <laughs> if you win the Gucci belts, you know what I'm saying. But you know, it's like, I'm not. Man, fuck a Gucci belt. I'm not here to I'm not here for that. I I'm can't here sustain your Yo, life. like yo, yeah. like the, and, and even, you know, you get one Gucci belt, now you need another. Because there's know? gonna be another one that comes out next they, week. They yeah. they gonna hit you with five iPhones in a year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, like there, there, there needs to point be a point where it's just like, what's gonna prevail in my life and in terms of how I'm thinking and where I wanna be. So with that being said, it's just like it's our responsibility to push. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's not an easy responsibility because, again, you know what I'm saying? Like, I certainly have gotten a generation of haters, you know what I'm saying, have said, YG should not be moving. He should not be doing this. He should be making hip-hop or he shouldn't be making dance music. You know what I'm saying? I, I get that almost daily. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah, I, I like being involved in dance music. I mean, I, I guess I'd say I like the community that it brings. It's definitely different from that hip-hop circle. I mean, I don't know what hip-hop circle you were. The, I don't know the people specifically, but even me, when I first moved to Atlanta, I was just kind of hanging out on, like, the Atlanta scene. I, I knew about House being from Detroit, but I couldn't even find a House scene in Atlanta when I had first moved there. You couldn't. Uh, it wasn't there. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it was there, but it was also like the, you know, there wasn't Instagram, there wasn't Facebook events, sure. like so you couldn't easily find it. Like Kai and there were some people doing stuff, but it was mm -hmm. still a smaller scene. I was new; I'm a little younger than that crew. Um, but basically, just being in that hip hop world and that trap music and hanging around my friends, like in that scene, like you said, I just. I can't really relate with them anymore. Yeah, you for know sure. what I mean? And I, I actually hung out with a friend recently uh, from, well, she's from Yak, Pontiac, Yaktown. She's from Yaktown. Yeah. She <laughs> what up, though, Yaktown? And um, I mean, damn, I hope she doesn't listen to this. But I mean, it's nothing against her. <laughs> she probably won't. Um, but, you know, we were just kind of friends when we were on that, on that you know, trap music rap scene. And uh -huh. I just realized, you know, being involved in dance music and the culture, it just. Um, it just resonates with me more. I just like being around different types of people, yeah. people that are more open to things. Agreed. You know, I just feel like that hip hop thing can get so close minded, and it's all about brands and you know, it like stunting for the gram. And, it can be, yes. Um, Agreed. I guess any genre of music can be like that. But, Stagnant. Um, yeah. Just overall, you know, I just like to be around people who. Like you said, just want to push the envelope, don't want to get comfortable, are open to new things, That's you it. know. You just want to be innovative, not just a basic motherfucker doing <laughs> the basic same shit. shit that everyone else is, yeah. listening to the same stuff as everybody, you know, just, yeah. just I a don't know. A part of the school of progressive thought. Yeah. And that's just not, it, it's, that progressive thought doesn't stop with just music. You know what I'm saying? It's how you think. It's who you who you sit around? It's the books that you read. Exactly. It's the, it's the places that you chose to go. The that you choose to you go. Listen to all of everything. that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like no limitations. I've, yeah, I mean, I think being one way can limit you. I think also just listening to one type of music 
can limit you, you know. I some of the music I listen to now, mainstream, it's just yeah. so negative, and Agreed. I'm just like, fuck. Like I feel like yeah. I'm my mom because I'm like, turn that racket off. <laughs> but like it really is. Yeah, I'm just, it's like, yo, I don't want to hear that. I'm, shit. I'm getting it now, though. Yeah. I'm getting it because I'm like a real ass adult now, and I'm just like, this is. If I had kids, I wouldn't want them listening to this. Like, there's no positive messages or images. But you know, I think also to to touch on your point, I think that there's a misconception about people that could even read the title card for your show you know what i'm saying a black underground you know what i'm saying they could think that that a person that has a show like this is 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 limited in terms of how you think or they would that, i think that would be a shock to to a lot of people that would even maybe even listen to what we're saying is in in all this conversation that we've had about being black being from detroit you know what i'm saying i think that those conversations um, are not things that are limiting you. What they're actually doing is like they're opening you, uh, they're opening you up to your brilliance, and then ultimately that allows you to see the brilliance of others exactly. that are not just black. Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah, I've had people like, oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm white, but I really love your show. I'm, like, Yo, oh, <laughs> I'm, good. Like, I'm like, you don't have to. Like, it's fine. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, just because you're celebrating, you know, your culture obviously doesn't mean you're saying fuck everyone else's right. culture. Um, and I think it's fine, you know, if you're a woman and you want to celebrate women, you know, wherever you're from or whatever you want to celebrate, um, I think we're all entitled to do that. Um, yeah. Especially people coming from marginalized communities. There it is. Um, you know, we it's our it's our right. It's, to, a, yeah. it's our right. And it's a re- <laughs> and it's a reason that. why that that position is being held. You know, and, and 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 that point of view is being held. It's it's really um, adding to. We're really adding to what's not there. It's not just it's not just holding a position for the sake of holding a position to say like black 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 black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's actually adding to the larger the larger culture that's not accepting to that at all. So like you said it's our right and and most of all it's our responsibility. It's definitely is. I mean just uh, educating people through a, a simple platform. I mean, I have family members. I definitely have family members that are familiar with dance music, you know, from Detroit. They know Jeff Mills, you know, things like that. But there's also family members who are from born and raised in Detroit of mine that don't know anything. It's like, crazy, they're right? All, they're, they're like, oh, my God, what are you doing? You know, they don't say shit. And then they see your tour flyer, and they're like, "In your wait, what, what's going on? I mean, at my last <laughs> They paying you to do that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, at my yeah. last family event, I was, like, kind of explaining um, – to one of my older cousins, she's like a city council member in Detroit, and she didn't really know too much about uh, dance music at all. But she may probably know timeline. There it you is. know what right. I mean? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think just the education, you know, educating people on, I mean, in my position on Detroit, on black people and dance music. Um, I think I think it's important. Um, even like these conversations we're having, um, yeah. it's been kind of mind blowing to see that. It's like the content isn't in vain. You know, sometimes Absolutely. you create something, yeah. you may make a song, and you're like, oh, whatever, they ain't going to like this shit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about Shango. They ain't going to like yeah, this shit. Yeah, and then people go crazy, and, and you're like, ape, wow. People shit over that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I thought to myself, like, man, like, you know, this is just for me, and this is, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of even making Shango, um, I, I, I'm not the author of it, you know what I'm saying? A lot of those were dreams that I had that was being sent to me from my ancestors, like, yo, you need to do this. This needs to be there. This yeah. this needs to sound like this. And, you know, 
you never know what people are going to connect to. You know what I'm saying? So it's your responsibility to put everything that you got into that moment because you just never know. Yeah, or maybe they'll like it later, which is a lot of, you know, things that happen to do. They yeah. don't like it, but 20 years from now, y'all going to be like, this is, this is This is the conversation <laughs> I've been having about Dilla, about Dilla, you know what I'm saying, about, uh, you know, how people just didn't connect to it. It was otherworldly. And Some people are, be, like, you know, they're ahead of this shit, you it's, know. It's, <laughs> I would consider myself one of those people. Yeah. Spaceships don't look backwards. Exactly. They don't fly backwards. <laughs> So, um, I mean, what have your experiences, you know, since we're on the whole black topic and this is Underground and Black, um, you being a black man um, in electronic music, uh, what has that experience been for you? <laughs> I mean, does your blackness play into your experience being I, in dance music? Or? I imagine so, you know. Um, but, you know, it's not, it's, it's just like, you know, it's not the first thing that I think about when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that there are other people that are not thinking in, uh, that are thinking that for me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was I would definitely say that, you know, it's it's strange to be the only black man on the plane sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's strange to be the only black man that's in the club sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or even, you know, in some of these spaces that I go in. You know what I mean? And there's a there's a responsibility that comes with like, yo, like I got to represent my mama, because my mama gonna be the mad. Answer, you got the whole world Yo, on you when you're that one person. If, if, I, if I if I use the wrong fork, my mama gonna be mad at me. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? She gonna feel some way that you know what I'm saying. Like I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I told you. Right. Like I told you when I was raising you right. up. You know what I'm saying? That you know you're supposed to go on this side. So you know it's like a lot of that stuff is triggered, and I have to remember quick. Like yo, like tighten up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know. But you also have to be yourself. So it's like, you know, it's it's just, um, it's complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. And I always say things where, when it's good and it's bad, it's complicated. You know what I'm saying? Because it, there's, no way, no, there's no one way to see it. There's no one way to be it. Um, and each experience is probably not just one way. You know, there's different experiences for every tour, I, every gig, every person you I meet. Had to, you I know? had to learn that firsthand. Like, yo, like you just cannot blanket anyone group of people or any particular situation yeah it's case by case which also makes you a lot more fucking paranoid (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean so it's like yo like yo like are they with me are they against me you know what i'm saying like uh, is uh, is 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 my blackness being fetishized yeah like are they using me yeah you know what i'm saying like or is it you know what i'm saying or are they just cool people that you know what i'm saying like just they just want to get down with the rhythm but in order to be in any space inside of this business you have to click some boxes that's just a fact you know what i mean so it's like we are in the business of exploitation yeah there's no ways around that you know what i'm saying you can't you know you can you can put a pretty color of paint on that if you want to but you know like the the basis and the core of this business is exploitation so that trying to make money off people you. are trying to make money <laughs> off off your talent you know what i'm saying exactly. or your vision or what you have to offer or in this case your skin or you know what i'm saying like the fact that you're from detroit you know what i mean so it's like you have to move in the best way that suits you know not, not just your needs but the people that will come after you's needs Exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you don't want to exploit yourself to the point where you're going to fuck it up for everyone else. Yo, make it cheap. Real, yo, that's it. That's it. And I see it happening all the time. You know what I'm saying? Where there's there's several producers, you know what I'm saying? They're just giving it up. 
They're like Detroit. They, yo, like, and and you kind of want to pull them aside, and even I even have, you know, what I'm saying. I mean, my my bluntness is probably, you know, what I'm saying my my worst enemy sometimes. It's just like, yo, bro, you giving it up. Like, you need to really reconsider that. You know, what I'm saying there'll be another one of you next month. You know, what I'm saying, and there'll be another person to replace your spot next year. So you got to make it hurt. A little bit, you know what I'm saying? You you got to leave a stain, you know what I'm saying, that makes you irreplaceable. And that's also part of being forward thinking, you know what I'm saying, in terms of the musical space. Because you're always needed as the person that is going to see the next thing. So you can't be replaced, you know what I'm saying? Like nobody can come along inside of the business and bump you out because you're just another name to, to sell a, a couple fucking tickets you know what I'm saying? It has some goofballs in there, you know what I'm saying, taking selfies with you and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, I, I would say that you have to be as, and this is a quote from Man Mike Banks, you have to be as forward thinking with your strategy as you do with the music. Ooh. They are the same. Yeah. They are the same. And I think. I mean, I think we run into that. It seems like a lot of people don't have a strategy anymore. They're just like, <laughs> whoever likes me, who's ever going to book me, who's Yo. ever just going to give me this clout. Um, yeah. yeah, and I, I think it does kind of just cheapen yourself and the brand and the city and just music as a whole when you yeah. are just so willing to uh, hop on every opportunity. And, you know, what I'm Just realized, to be liked. Yeah, I'm like, it's okay to say no. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to say fucking no. I've said no to shit, or I've even talked shit about people or publications or whatever, and they've actually reached out to me to work. There it is. <laughs> after that. Yeah, so after I'm like, saying don't, no. yeah, you don't, you don't have to be a yes man in this no. industry, you know, to anyone. Know your worth and build yourself, you know, up to that level where you do get the respect. Agreed. Um, that was important for me early on. You know, I've only been DJing three years. And yeah. people will be like, oh, I thought you were DJing like 10 years. I'm like, I've been in, in the scene for 10 years. Yeah. But I just, my strategy was like, yeah, I'm not going to be some punk ass bitch. I'm not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be some yeah, I'm not going to be some yes man. Like, yeah, oh, she's yeah. cute, she's black, let's just pick her for this. Like, yeah. no, like anything. Some substance, yeah. Yeah, anything I do or any, you know, company I work with, there's always integrity um, behind it. And I think definitely people should pay more attention to that. You know, we live in the world of the instant satisfaction and everybody wants that attention everybody wants to be loved they want to be a superstar dj but like you said it's okay to even fall back a little bit let, maybe let some of those other people be the stars ahead, let them get yeah. fucked real quick take, because take, they can. yeah take your take yeah. your take your moment you know what i'm saying and take your beating you know yeah. what i'm saying and i'll see you you know i'll see you on the on the other side but like you said it's what you mentioned something that's very crucial in terms of integrity you know, it's like this business don't really make or break you in terms of it just shows you who you are. Yeah. And it shows you, you know what I'm saying, like what you built, how you built, what cloth, what cloth are you cut from? You know what I'm saying? So it's like I always, you know, like my uncle asked me, he was like, you know, like what's it, what's it like being on the road? And I said to him, um, it's tougher than being on the street. Mm. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And I said, well. If if a person approaches you with a gun and robs you in the street, that gun is a courtesy. Yeah. It's like do this or else. But in this business, we not offered that courtesy. Yeah. We don't have that courtesy at all, actually. You know what I'm saying? It's kinda like it's kinda like 
you could be robbed or people could be taking advantage of you or people could like just be cutting a little bit off you every time that they see you and you would never even know until you until you ain't got no money left. Yeah, until you look up like what? until you like yo like yo what happened? You know what I'm saying? Like yo like how did I how did I how I've been doing this for 20 years and I ain't got no assets. You know what I'm saying? Like you know. Yeah. So it's like um yeah, this business is complicated to say the least. It's 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 uh you know what I mean? Like so how can I fault the homie, you know what I'm saying, from you know for making the same shit, you know what I'm saying, so that they can keep their lights on. I can't really be mad. But you know what I'm saying, that's also that's also a dude that if we was in the street, he would be the first to tell. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like I can't I can't be mad at you because that's how you made. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the goal is to always just be looking for your tribe. Indirectly be looking for your tribe. Who are the people that's going 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 who back gonna be straight when the when the when the position is is like, yo, like everything laying on you. How you how you gonna handle that? How you gonna take them bullets today? You know what I'm saying? I guess lastly, what uh, what is some advice you would give um, to some future artists getting involved in production or DJing? Um, I, w- I would suggest that you prepare yourself. Yeah, anybody's gonna tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like um, you know, like think about your marketing skills. You know what I'm saying? Think about the social climbing aspect of the business. I'm not gonna tell you that. What I am gonna tell you is that. You need to prepare your spirit for what you're about to deal with. Prepare your mind, your mental stability. Again, it's like if this business, the results you're going to get out of this business is the result of your character. The type of person that you built. What are you built on? What are your what are your bottom lines? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how far are you willing to go? You know what I'm saying? For the desired effect. These are questions that you need to be ha- having with yourself before you even get to that crossroad, you know what I'm saying, so that you can actually handle it with a certain level of grace and a certain level of, a greater level of responsibility. So I, w- I would say that to people, you know what I'm saying. I know that's a heavy thought, you know what I'm saying, and it could be considered heavy, but that's the truth. It's real. Hey. Because, you know, it's like once you get what you ask for, are you prepared to handle it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got homies that say to me all the time, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you lucky. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you, you, you know, like you traveling all the time. But it's like, you may not be built for that, bro. Yeah. You may not be built for it. You standing in front of 5,000 people and then you at the hotel alone. Are you prepared for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you built? You Stuck know in the airport for hours, Stuck tired, a, hungry. Tired. You, mix yeah. with, you mix fatigue <laughs> with fame and, and drugs and alcohol, and you imagine what you're going to get. Are you prepared for that part of it? You know what I mean? So it's like, that's, that's what I, was, I, I, was, I would suggest. Just prepare your mental and your spiritual fortitude for what you're asking for. And make sure you want this shit. Make sure you want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like the build, the business is built off people who who crack and, and you know, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Man, we're going to be shaving our heads off soon. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. Word up. Thank you for having me. It's, yeah, well. I know it took a little while for us to get here, but, you know. Yeah, no. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming to speak to me. Um, you know, Underground and Black for Life. Life. Dirt Tech Rec for life. For life. Um, any shout outs real quick before we head out? Uh, yeah, I want to I wanna give two people a massive shout out. I want to give a, a shout out to the big homie, one of my closest friends and my mentor, Mad Mike Banks. Okay. 
thank you for everything that I'm talking about in terms of character and 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 uh, fortitude and just like a, a solid back. You know what I'm saying? Like is is Mad Mike Banks. You know what I'm saying? And I'm grateful for his mentorship, but most of all his friendship. And also the same applies for Amp Fiddler. I want to give my my brother and my friend Amp Fiddler a big shout out. And uh, I want to say that I know that your 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 mentorship and your friendship kept me out of those prisons. Ugh. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm prepared to do the same for someone else. The world is grateful too. Yeah, we grateful that you're here. Heard today. up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, we will check you guys uh, on the next episode. Peace. Boom. Oh.